We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Hi, I'm Yui Xu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our first episode of Brunch Talk by the Dateable Podcast, where we're going to dig into some of the questions that you all have been sending in. And we finally have the time and space to answer those questions. So let's start with our first one. You ready for this, Julie? Oh, yeah. This is a meaty brunch topic if you've had one. (laughs) Yeah, get those mimosas ready, guys. I've been at so many brunches where this pops (laughs) up. What do I do when they don't text back and I freak out? To just give a little bit of background, when they don't get text back within three to four hours of me texting them, I tend to freak out and make up stories in my head. How do I stop doing that? Oh my God. How many times have you shared that text thread at the brunch table asking what's going on? 30 million times. (sighs) Everyone texts so differently. Some people are glued to their phones. Some people tend to turn off their phones during the day sometimes. I know that's a rare breed, but it does happen. The way we interpret text is that we think the minute we send that text, the other person's gotten it. So for some reason, we make up the story that they're just intentionally staring at your text and going, I'm going to (laughs) wait. I'm going to wait a little bit. And that's not exactly the right way to think about this because you have no control of when and how they receive the text. You could send the text and maybe they're, I don't know, in the shower, on the toilet, or they're at work and (laughs) they see it five hours later, you don't know. Ultimately, we can only control how we we control this situation, like how we act and how we feel. We cannot control how other people are going to text us. So one, one thing to think about is to get ahead of it. Know that you do get anxious if you don't get a text back within three to four hours. Then ask a question in your text that has some sort of urgency. You know, can you text me back within the next few hours? I like to know this or that. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the small talk over text because I can guarantee you small talk doesn't garner immediate response. No, You know, right. hey, hope you're having a great day. Well, I don't need to reply to that text because it has no sense of urgency. Also know that if you are really into someone and this 
anxious tendency pops up is you can say it to them in early dating, mm-hmm. even on a first date. I really enjoyed our time together. Just so you know, I get a little anxious if the texting doesn't come back right away. I really appreciate it if you know you can just keep me updated over text. And then it, it brings up a conversation with your partner of how they like to text and how they view it. So keep this open mind of how people text and also know that you can only control yourself. You cannot mm-hmm. control other people's behavior. I mean, this was my biggest source of anxiety when I was dating, hands down. And I mean, I definitely remember having that conversation with my now partner about, you know, my one thing is texting. Like, this is what gives me anxiety. And, you know, I think it's like, it feels like that could be super daunting to have that conversation with someone you barely know and that you're going to come off needy and all of that. But I think remembering that one, you want to be with someone that you feel secure with. And if someone can't meet you where you are, and I think there's also a big difference of, you know, needing a zillion things versus like, this is my one thing, you know, that's a Mm -hmm. different situation. And it can open up for them to share what is it that they need from you that will make them feel secure about this. And I think you can even say like, you know, this is something I've just realized from dating, not putting Mm -hmm. blame on them. I think that's why it's good to have that convo before it becomes a problem because it's not about something that they've done wrong. Right. Get ahead of it. We often read into the significance of text and everyone is a little bit different with the way they text, which is why this is such a big hot topic early on in dating because we don't know these people that well and how they actually text and what it actually means. We're just using the rules that we're kind of, you know, that are thrown out there in modern dating culture around texting yes and one thing that you can do is say fuck it like to these like you know gendered roles or even like they texted me last or whatever the dynamic in your head is saying that they should be the next person to text i personally would like to be put out of my misery (laughs) so i'm like i'm just gonna text them and i would rather find out if they just aren't interested if they aren't, then I can move on. And hopefully they still are. And it's just a story I've been making up in my mind. I just think sometimes like we can spend hours ruminating on something yes. when you could just take an action and then you could be done with it. But yes. again, that's that's up to you. I think some people view that very differently. Like I could see the feedback being like, but now I'm the one that has to make all the moves. Yeah. And I don't think that's the case either. Like if you send one extra text, that doesn't mean that you're like the only one that has to initiate everything it's more just getting out of your own way to do it but the other option is if you don't want to do that take a walk around the block like get away from your phone i swear sitting watching that phone is the death of anyone like just (sighs) waiting for that bubble to pop up i've been there i'm saying it as someone that has been staring at their phone before i bought an adult coloring book purely (laughs) for this reason I had to control my anxiety. So in between texts, I would be coloring in this coloring book, you know, just having the time pass. That is just really sad. But that was just my way of managing it. I think something that is so important to bring up is what you want to avoid is to be like an us versus them mentality where if they don't text you back in four hours, then you wait four hours to text them back. Then in that in that scenario, you end up sending one text a day. 
because you're just waiting eight hours in between texts. This is what, you know, we've coined this relationship chicken. If you are looking for a relationship, stop doing the things that are getting you out of being in a relationship (laughs) and lean in into that relationship. So don't try to do like the whole defensive thing of, oh, no, I'm going to I'm going to wait a few hours before texting them back. That's playing games and that never gets you anywhere. It's so fascinating because we you know, I'm, I'm just speaking as a hetero woman because that's what UA and I are. We've dealt with this, but I think so many times we're like waiting for, you want to feel pursued. You want to feel yeah. like someone's making all the moves. And I think this can actually go for non-hetero women too, is like you always want to feel like the person's into it or yeah. what's the point in actually pursuing this. But actually our, many, especially in modern times, the desire is to have more of an equal relationship when you're actually in the relationship. So it's such a paradox that you're expecting this person to like stop the world and pursue you. But when you actually are in a relationship, it almost doesn't matter who's doing what. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like shifting to that mentality at the beginning is actually going to set you up for the relationship you want. So it's less about thinking like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. I'm not playing by the rules and all the stuff that we've been told for years that you're supposed to do to like get some to be interested in you. I, again, for me personally, the second I just became more authentic with people and dating is when like I actually had meaningful relationships. When I was playing all these like, oh, I can't text them first rules, nothing went anywhere. And it, it was what you were just saying, UA. It's like nothing got off the ground because both parties are like sitting in this like game mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a stalemate. And then who's going to move the chess piece forward? Nobody, because <laughs> all you're trying to do is move back, hoping the other person steps forward and chases you. If you don't make an effort, how is someone else going to chase you back? It doesn't really make much sense. And so many times... To me, so this is like an example that I always think about is, so I was dating this guy for a little bit and I was really into him and I sent him a text asking him what he was doing on Saturday. He never texted me back and I played the cool girl of like, I don't need to hear from him. It's fine. It's over. I run into him at a bar a week later. And I confront him. I was like, hey, how come you didn't text me back? And he was like, I lost my phone. I'm so sorry. I didn't text you back. I didn't never got the, the text message. In my head, that was like yeah. such a movie moment of like, oh my gosh, we're going to be together because it was just a missing phone and now we're okay. Turns out in a relationship, that guy lost his phone all the fucking time because he was not <laughs> a responsible man. He did not have his life together. And I was like, wait, <laughs> hold on a minute. This is not the romantic story I was looking for because it is indicative of the behavior in a relationship, right? So in the beginning of a relationship, stop trying to think about ways to make it more romantic or make it like that meet cute story. It doesn't happen like that. Everything should be indicative of what it will be like in a relationship. So keep asking yourself, would I be okay with this in a relationship? Would I be doing this in a relationship? Most of the time, you probably wouldn't be. That's so fascinating. That made me think of something too. It's like, okay, so this is maybe the exception but it's happened to me on multiple times, primarily with WhatsApp, is that I don't actually get the message that someone sent me or they sent me a message or I sent them a message and they never received it. You know, I don't want people to hang on like, that's the reason they're not messaging me back. But it could happen. Mm -hmm. I got to a point that I'm like, I'd rather just know than have these what if moments. Mm -hmm. For yours, for instance, you would not have ever known this if you you hadn't have run into him, which doesn't always 
always happen. So for me, it was always like, well, I'd rather just send them another message at that point Mm -hmm. and then either be pleasantly surprised that there was, you know, a mishap that happened or just learn that they're not that into me and I can move on. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we're so scared to like get that news. Is that news really worse? I think getting out of your own misery is the best thing that can happen. So you can then focus on someone that will text you back right away or that there was just a misunderstanding and they fully intend on seeing you. Let's hold that thought for a quick message. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATEABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. How many of you have done this. You match with someone on a dating app, you start texting, and then you don't hear from them. And then you check their profile on the dating app to see where they are geographically, right? <laughs> How many miles are they are away from you? And then you start making up these stories. They're, they must be on a date. They must be out having fun or drinking. That is what Julie was saying. It's like creating that misery in your head, making up these stories that may or may not be true. It doesn't really matter because you are not witnessing it. You're just making it up in your head, the faster you can address the story in your head and just truncate that story Mm -hmm. versus like letting it play out forever and ever, because then you start seeing their miles get closer to you. Like, wait, now they're two miles away from me. They must be at that bar down the street, right? You don't want that. You're going to drive yourself nuts. You got to nip that story in the bud and be like, "Uh uh-uh, stop with the imaginary stories. Oh my God, that totally made me think of that time. You know the time I'm referencing. Oh, yes. (laughs) 
I will always remember Some the time. Some of you might have heard this story before, but I'm going to share it again Such for a all good story. the newbies or for anyone that forgot it. But we, there was this infamous time that, you know, I had this situation happen. I'm having this back and forth convo with someone that I had a really great date with. We had the next date lined up. And then I sent a text. How was your weekend? Or something, you know, that was warranted a reply, but also wasn't super urgent. Never got anything back. Yep. So then, I don't know, maybe two days later, I threw another text because we did have like a day set up for plans. So Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like, oh, like, what are you thinking about for Thursday? Nothing again. So then Mm -hmm. UA went into full (laughs) investigative mode, (laughs) created a fake profile. I'll let you take it from here because you love this part of the story. (laughs) I'm just so proud of myself. I will offer this as a service one of these days. <laughs> I am the original catfish king. Uh, I Yes, I created this fake profile. I had uh, photoshopped a photo that of a girl that does not exist. She's like a combination of few girls I know. And I made her into this profile where I think many people would be interested. And it was true. Many people matched with her, including said protagonist in this story and we matched so I thought I would just catch him you know (laughs) like set up a date with him and not show up and he ghosted me too he ghosted this fake but he did talk to you he did did talk to to you so we knew he was alive because I was was like at one point I had a point like did something happen to this guy (laughs) yes yes and I we saw the miles go farther away because he lived in Oakland and then it came back closer (laughs) to San Francisco so we we knew he was moving Moving around, okay? He was going to work. And he was going home. But it just boggled our minds why he couldn't just pick up the phone and text Julie back. It is, But it, was it worth our time? Probably not. But it was. It made for a fun story. Well, but Julie, you should update people on, on what is the final. Well, update. okay. Before I go into the update, because this is like a little ghosting, but I do think it was worth the time because I could have sat and questioned what happened oh, right, right. for months, right? Yeah. But I sent him another message on Thursday being like, well, I guess this isn't happening, you know, and, you know, people have, again, varying levels of how much they want to call someone out when they're not responding to them. For me, I always think about like, what is actually going to serve me the best. So instead of thinking about like, oh, they're going to think I'm like pathetic, or I'm needy, or I'm desperate, because I keep messaging them, I want to do whatever is going to give me the most closure so I can move the fuck on. Correct. Yep. And I don't view it as being needy and desperate if you're putting yourself first in this. And like, they're the ones that are ignoring you when you've been having a conversation. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So that's the first part. But what we did realize is that this guy is now engaged. Mm-hmm. And I found out that he had a girlfriend like slightly after this whole thing. So a lot of times when this does happen, there's a reason, you know, like there's someone else in the picture again with early dating. It could just be that they're a freaking bad texter or it could be that they're just unsure of either you or their situation or where they're going or whatever it may be. And it's never fully personal because you just don't know where this other person is at. So he definitely was dating someone else, but a good communicator could have still just been like, hey, things changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's all we needed. That's all we needed. Yeah. So lesson learned from this. The more you can get out of your own misery, the better, the faster. And sometimes it's a misunderstanding. Sometimes it's them just being afraid to tell you the truth. But either way is going to benefit you if you can learn that faster. Yes. 
And no matter what is going on in their mind, whether they're not into you or they're just a bad communicator, you will be doing yourself a favor if you can take the situation into your own hands, be proactive, get in front of it, and preempt the whole anxiety situation. Like just say in the very beginning, I know I have a tendency to get anxious Mm -hmm. if the texting becomes sparse or we don't hear, I don't hear back from you within a few hours, just so you know, okay? I'd rather you just let me know, keep me updated. So when you set someone up for success and if they still fail then you have your answer i feel like the rules and game playing is what fucked us you know like i think it's just like how do we just be direct and authentic and it's all how you say things yeah if you're accusing someone of not texting you back and being an asshole that's very different than just being like hey i thought we had plans like let me know either way yeah yeah (laughs) i know why is that so hard it's not. Or I've been really enjoying hanging out with you and, you know, just wanted to see if you're still up to do this on X day or whatever. Yeah. You're not desperate. You're not needy. You're communicating. <laughs> yes. That's all you're doing. And if they can't meet you, then you have your answer because that's indicative of their behavior in a relationship too. They're not going to be responsive to you. So yeah. you just dodged your own bullet. There you go. I definitely moved to a different mindset of like, do I want to just be able to text my partner whenever the fuck I want to? Exactly. And the answer is yes. So yes. It's a great filtering mechanism, especially again with hetero women. We've been told to lean back and not text first. If the guy is going to be turned off that I texted them, then I don't want to be with that person because they should be freaking ecstatic that you texted them. Exactly. (laughs) So get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, hope you all are having fun at your own brunches, dissecting the texts. Hopefully you could share this before you head out to brunch if you haven't yet. Share with your friends. That's always the best way to get the gospel out that there are no freaking rules anymore. And just take... Take control of your love life. That's all. Yes. That's the best way. (laughs) Don't share the text. Share this episode instead. That's a much better share. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode all about anxiety with dating, I feel like there are so many nuggets of that one that pretty much correlate to this topic. Yes. Such a great episode for anxiety. All right. We'll see you all back next Sunday for another episode of Brunch Talk. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Dateable Podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes and our premium programs. Also, make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay dateable. Stay dateable.